We started a little mini-series a couple of weeks ago called The Lord is for me or God is on my side. And I want to take up a little bit more along those lines, if we may, this morning. So I want you to look at Psalm 124. Psalm 124, and I'll begin in verse 1. Psalms 124, verse 1. If it had not been for the Lord who was on our side... Now may we all say, if it had not been for the Lord who was on our side, when men rose up against us, then they had swallowed us up quick when their wrath was kindled against us. Then the waters would have overwhelmed us. The stream had gone over our soul. Then the proud waters had gone over our soul. Blessed be the Lord who has not given us as a prey to their teeth. Our soul is escaped as a bird out of the snare of the fowler. The snare is broken and we are escaped. Amen? Amen. So we see here that the enemy has traps for us. But if God be for us and if God be on our side, it does not matter what weapon or trap may be formed against us. We declare that it will not prosper. Because verse 8 says, we've got heaven's help. Our help is in the name of the Lord, who made heaven and earth. Now we see here that the psalmist went through some things, just like you and I go through some things. We all face challenges. We all face trests. We all face trials. But I found a scripture in Isaiah 41.10, that tells us not to be afraid. Why is that? For I am with thee. I am with thee. I am on your side, and I am with thee. That's the same I am back in Exodus, where where Moses asked the Lord, Who shall I tell Pharaoh who sent me? And the Lord said, I am that I am. That's the same I am. I am with thee. Then he says, don't be dismayed because I am your God. I will strengthen you and I will help you. Amen. God is with you. Are you with him? It's a good thing to be with him because with men, there are many mucho impossibilities. But with God, all things are possible to him that believeth. See, we rejoice in the fact that he's with us, but are we with him? What does it mean to be with him? We rejoice in the fact that the Lord is on our side, but are we on his side? Amen. Whether we make it through the darkest times in our life will depend on who we are with. If our trust and our confidence is in man or with man, there are so many impossibilities that we will never, ever attain to God's perfect will for our life. But if we'll side in with his word, if we'll side in with his family, and if we will determine in our lives that I'm with God in this... I'm with God in that he said I'm healed. I'm with God in that he said he supplies all my need. Then, oh, I'm in. You can expect some great things. Say with me, the Lord is with me. me. But I'm also with God. God. 
And that's a whole sermon that I'm going to preach sometime because it is so, so rich. So let's get back to this point of He is with us. Look at Psalms 91. And notice with me in uh, verses 14 and in verse 15. The 91st Psalm is the Psalm of the Sustained. It is a psalm that we ought to know by heart. It is a psalm that we ought to be saying and declaring and living daily in our lives. But at the end of the psalm, in Psalm 91 verse 14, it says, Because he hath set his love upon me. That's another way of saying, I'm with God. You know, when you're with God, you're loving Him. Amen? You set your love upon Him. Because He has set His love upon me, therefore I will deliver Him. I will set Him on high, because He has known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer Him. Now notice this next phrase. The great I am is now saying, I will. The great I am is saying to you, I will be with him in trouble. Amen. Well, thank God he's with us in trouble. But he's not just with us in trouble so that we can feel at ease. He's with us in trouble certainly so we can feel at ease. But he's with us in trouble to deliver us. Oh, hallelujah. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. But the Lord delivers him out of half of them. No, the Lord's not a halfway kind of God. I'm glad that Jesus didn't just go to the cross. I'm glad that he went into the grave and that he rose from the dead. The great I am is saying to you this morning, I will be with you in trouble to deliver you. Woo, glory to God. Was he not with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego when they threw the three Hebrew children into the burning, fiery furnace? Was he not right there with them? The king said, my, 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 I thought we threw three men in the fire, but I see the fourth man in there, and he is loose, and he looks like the Son of God. I'm telling you, my brothers and sisters, he's with you in the burning, fiery furnaces of life. He's with you in the hospital room. He's with you when you're paying your bills. He is with you in your midnight hour. So the question is, am I with him? Because for you and I to receive deliverance from this God who is with us, we need to align our lives with him. And that's all I'm going to say about that. I will be with him in trouble. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear. What can man do unto me? Romans 8, let's look at this in verse 31. Romans the 8th chapter, the 31st verse. Amen. Turn in your Bibles to Romans, the eighth chapter and the 31st verse. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. 
You know, when the Lord said, I'm on your side, it's the opposite of him being against you. He, in fact, opposes what opposes you. He, in fact, is an enemy to your enemies. The devil walks about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. He is the opposer. He is the accuser of the brethren. Right? But God said in his word that if I be for you, who can successfully be against you? Amen? So the fact that he is an enemy to your enemies is lack an enemy. Is running out of money before you run out of month an enemy? I mean, let's just be honest about it. Poverty is a curse of the law. Amen? And God has set himself against lack in our lives. And one way that he does that is this. Is when we align ourselves with Malachi chapter 3 by bringing all of our tithes into the storehouse, not only will he open the windows of heaven to us and pour us out such great blessings that there shall be hardly enough room to receive, but he said, and I will rebuke. Come on, somebody. I will rebuke the devourer. That's him being an enemy to your enemies. That's him being against what's against you. That's him being in direct opposition to what opposes us. Come on, somebody. When he rebukes the devourer, just know this. The devourer has been rebuked. And you know, one of the biggest parts of prosperity and increase that is not talked about much in the local churches is this. The money you didn't have to spend because God was for you and God was opposing what was against you. Woo, hallelujah. How many can testify today that you didn't have to spend that extra money because God's keeping your equipment? How many of you can testify today that when you went to the store, you didn't just get a good deal, but you got a supernatural deal because the favor of God was with you. That's God being for you. That's God being an opposition to what's against us. Oh, hallelujah. He will rebuke the devourer. The devil is not interested in you and getting good deals. He's interested in draining every penny, every cent you have. But I'm telling you, folks, when you tithe and you honor God, God said, I will honor my son. I will honor my daughter with the very best in the Bay Area. I thought I'd get a bigger amen than that. God's saying, I will honor my people with the very best in the Bay Area. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and say, did you know that you are God's best? Now look at Romans 8.31. As you can tell, I'm fired up today. 
Verse 31, it says, What shall we then say to these things? Let's say it together. If God is for us, who can be against us? Amen. Brother Hagin said it like this. If God is for you, what difference does it make who's against you? Amen. Glory to God. The message says, with God on our side like this, how can we lose? There is nothing that could stop God from being for you. And I want to spend the balance of our time this morning talking about this one area that shows beyond any shadow of a doubt that God is for you. And that is this. Having the favor of God in your life means God is for you. That's one way that he shows us that he's for us is by giving us favor. Now, the favor of God cannot be earned. The favor of God is granted out of his goodwill toward us. Amen? Amen. Now, if something can be bought and it's not something that can be earned, hallelujah, it's not something. Let me, let me say it again. It's not something that can be bought and it's not something that can be earned. You know, you have friends or people that you know that have asked you questions in days past. Can you do me a favor? Now, what are they asking? It means they're asking you to do something that they cannot do for themselves. And the favor of God on our lives enables us to do what we cannot do on our own. It enables us to do some supernatural things. We could say it this way. That the favor of God is what causes His super to be added to our natural. And as a result, the supernatural takes place. Say it with me real strong. The super of God is being added to my natural. And I'm able to see supernatural things take place in my life. You know, God's favor on your life makes a huge difference. God's favor helps you. That's God being for you. God's favor on your life sustains you. You know, Webster's Dictionary way back in 1828 edition, one definition of favor is this, an advantage for success. An advantage for success. Having an advantage means something working for us that does not necessarily work for others. And for a born-again believer, that is called the favor of God. Amen. You go to a mall, you find a parking place in front, you ought to be saying, that's the favor of God. You're sitting at a restaurant, you go to pay your bill, and they say to you, well, someone already paid your bill. You ought to say, that's the favor of God. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. 
you get free tickets to a Giants game or a Sharks game or an A's game or a Warriors game, that's sure enough the favor of God. Amen. Say with me, the favor of God is upon my life. You going out to buy a house and they had a set price and there's about 40 people ahead of you in line and they're offering 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 100,000 above asking price and you get it for what they asked it for and less before those 40 people, that ain't coincidence. That's the favor of God. Hallelujah. That's the favor of God. You go to a dealership and you have your heart set on a certain automobile and the price tag is too high, but God connects you with a born-again believer who gives you mucho, mucho under the asking price and you go from that place rejoicing. Don't forget to honor God. That's the favor of God on your life. You didn't have an automobile and you needed an automobile and you had to take Uber to work and someone gave you an automobile so that you don't have to take Uber to work no more. That's the favor. Amen. 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 Let's get pumped up today about the favor of God. You go on a 10-day cruise out of San Francisco and they put you at the captain's table and gives you the finest food that's on the ship. My brothers and sisters, that's the favor of God. Woo! Other businesses are going down the drain, but you just keep going higher and higher and coming up and coming up. Just like Jackie Wilson said, your love is lifting me higher. That, that is the favor of God. Amen. So favor means to support to endorse, to assist, mm -hmm. to make easier. I like that. To provide with advantages. Mm -hmm. And how about this one? To show special privileges. Ooh, thank you, Lord. Like it. So what does favor do in our lives? Mm -hmm. Favor opens doors that you could never open for yourself. Favor creates opportunities. You know what else favor will do? Favor can turn an adversary into an ally. Favor accelerates progress. Because God is for you. He's accelerating progress in your life. Favor brings great blessings into your life. Favor, say it with me, favor, favor. is the birthright of every believer. I believe it. And I'm expecting it. And I'm confessing it. I think that we need to be favor of God minded. Not that we're always out looking for a deal and always looking out for preferential treatment. No, 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 no. You don't have to make these things happen in your own strength. The Bible says if you love him, you obey him, that all these blessings will come upon you. And they will overtake you. Look at Psalms, the fifth chapter. 
or the fifth psalm. And notice with me in verse 12. Psalms 5, verse 12. Thank you, Jesus. Supernatural favor. I prophesied over your people right now. In the name of Jesus. I prophesy supernatural favor over everyone in this auditorium today. We declare favor over your lives in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Favor not only with God, but favor with man. Thank you, Master, for it. Let's lift both hands and say, I receive it. It's mine. I have it right now. So now notice in Psalms, the fifth chapter and the twelfth verse, it says, For thou, Lord, will bless the righteous. The righteous is who you are. You're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So the Lord will bless the righteous with what? With favor. Now notice this. You will compass him as with a shield. In other words, you will surround the righteous with a shield of favor. You can't see it, but it's there. The devil may be able to see it, but he cannot curse whom God has favored. The Amplified says it like this, As with a shield, you will surround him, that's you and me, with goodwill and pleasure and favor. To surround means to encircle. It means to encompass. It means to protect. The favor of God will protect you and preserve you. Now I want you to notice in this verse, and we don't, well I guess we have it. I want you to notice in this verse that there are two things that are mentioned here in, in verse 12. And these two things go together, like hand and glove. And the two words that I want you to pay particular attention to is blessing and favor. Blessing and favor. What does that say to us this morning? It says this, that you cannot... Separate the blessing of God from the favor of God. What this means to you and me is this. When the blessing comes, so does the favor. If you have the blessing of God in your life and on your life, you will also have the favor of God to go along with it. Now let me just quote a couple scriptures to you. Galatians chapter 3, verse 13 and 14 says this, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Being made a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. Verse 14. That the blessing may come upon the Gentiles through who? To the end that through their receiving Christ, the blessing promised to Abraham might come upon the Gentiles so that we through faith may all receive the realization of the promise of the Holy Ghost. Amen. 
And then dropping down to verse 29. Say the blessing, blessing and favor, and favor. Go, together. go together. In verse 29, I'll quote it to you. It says, And since you be Christ, then are you Abraham's seed, and you are what? Heirs. You are an heir according to the promise. Romans said it like this. Therefore, it is of faith that it might be by grace to the end, the promise might be sure to all the seed. The promise of the blessing is a sure thing. The promise of favor is certain. It is sure to all the seed. To all of Abraham's seed. Amen. <clears throat> now go to Genesis chapter 12. And notice with me in verse 2. And I want to look at the amplified version. Gen uh, Genesis 12, 2. This is where God is speaking to Abraham. This is speaking of the blessing upon Abraham's life. And you'll notice in verse 2 that blessing and favor go together just like they do in Psalms 5 verse 12. Read it with me. Verse 2. And I will make of you a great nation. And I will bless you with abundant increase. Say this with me. That's mine. That belongs to me. Because I'm an heir of God. A joint heir with Jesus. Hallelujah. And I am Christ and Abraham's seed. So I will make of you a great nation. And I will bless you with abundant increase of favors. Who in this auditorium this morning is a candidate for abundant increase of favors? And I will make your name famous and distinguished. And you will be a blessing. And you will dispense good to others. In other words, you are blessed to be a blessing. You are blessed to dispense blessing and to dispense favor to those around you. Freely you have received, now freely give. Amen. So we see then how these things go together. This is all related to Him being for you. To Him being with you. And to Him being on your side. Listen to this statement. The blessing of God in my life and in your life is an empowerment to prosper, to succeed, to multiply, to increase, to excel. And I love this last part, to rise above what attempts to hold you back or keep you down. The Bible says that the favor of God can be on us like dew. How many of you know that dew can be in varying degrees? You can go out in your backyard and it can be just kind of a, a light dew. But there's other times where dew can be heavy to where it's almost like fog. It's almost like fog. Proverbs 19, you don't need to turn there. Let me quote it to you for the sake of time. It says, The king's wrath is as the roaring of a lion, but his favor 
is as dew upon the grass. Hallelujah. That's an increase in your life. How many of you are open to more dew? Amen. I'm not talking about Mountain Dew. We're not doing the dew today. We're doing the favor. But the favor of God can be so heavy on you, like it's almost like fog. F-O-G. The favor of God is upon me. And then go quickly to Psalm 30, verse 5. Psalm 30, verse 5. It says this, For his anger is but for a moment. Somebody say, thank God. But his favor is only for those in their 20s. Once you've retired... You have no more favor. Once you're retired, you've got to live on a limited income. Is that what it says? Is that what's happening with you, Brother George? He's kicked it up. But on the other hand, Brother George isn't retired, he's refired. Amen. Now, I know this is difficult for perhaps some to receive because of your current situation and your current circumstance. We will never, ever get to a place of increased favor in our lives if we're looking at the wrong thing. Whatever we behold eventually is what we will become. So if we are beholding the problem and the lack and the disease and we are beholding that and thinking about that and talking about that that is what will happen in our lives but if we will develop a heavenly mindset better way to say it is a word mindset and spite of what is happening here I'm looking unto Jesus the author and the finisher of my faith whatever may be occurring in my body I'm not going to behold that I'm going to behold him who is my healer behold the Lamb of God which taketh away the sin the disease of the world verse 5 again of Psalm 30 For his anger is but for a moment, but his favor is for a lifetime. Or we could say it, in his favor is life. Hallelujah. Now, weeping may endure for a night, but how many of you know that joy, joy comes in the morning? Say this with me, the favor of God is ever present in my life. See, favor gets you places where you could never get by yourself. Favor is an advantage for your success. The favor of God enables you to win battles that are impossible for you to win in your own strength. Look at Psalm 44 and verse 3. 
On your way over there, declare this with me. The favor of God God. is producing producing. battles won, won. which I never, ever ever. could have won in myself or by myself. Psalm 44, verse 3. Let's read this together. Ready, read. For they got not the land in possession by their own sword, neither did their own arms save them, but thy right hand and thine arm and the light of thy countenance. Now why? Because thou hadst a favor unto him. In closing this morning, let me just give you quickly some benefits of the favor of God. You may want to jot these scriptures down. You may want to just jot these down. Here's what favor did in the life of Joseph. How do you remember Joseph? Joseph was sold into slavery. But it just seemed, no matter how much they kept trying to keep Joseph down, he kept coming up. Amen? He just, he just kept coming up. Why was that? Because he had a covenant with God. He was, we could say it this way. He was in that blessing line. So here's what Joseph experienced, and here's what you and I can experience. Favor produces supernatural increase and promotion. From Genesis 39, verse 21, you might want to jot this down. I'm just going to read it to you for the sake of time. It says, but the Lord was with Joseph. Did we see that earlier in the message? God is with us. God is for us. He is on our side. But the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. You know, Joseph was in prison, but prison was not in Joseph. And God gave Joseph an interpretation to a dream that the king had. And he was delivered out of the prison and was made to sit at the right hand of the premier in that day. Great favor on his life. Secondly, listen to this. Favor produces restoration of everything that the enemy has stolen from you. How many remember last week we, dis- we discovered that David went after the Amalekites and David recovered all. But remember when the children of Israel were about to leave Egypt. They were about to leave Egypt. Well, Exodus 3.21 says something that, man, it ought to set our hearts happy. Exodus 3.21 says, And I will give this people favor. In other words, I will give my people favor. Where? In the sight of the Egyptians. Whoo! That's God being an enemy to your enemies. I will give this people favor in the sight of the Egyptians... And it shall come to pass. Say it with me. It shall come to pass. It shall come to pass. 
It shall come to pass at last in my life. And it'll come to pass that when you go, what? Did the children of Israel leave Egypt empty? No, in Psalms it says, He brought them forth with silver and with gold, and there was not one feeble among their tribes. I'm telling you, when God delivers, He delivers in style. And here's another thing that favor produces. The favor of God produces honor in the midst of your adversaries. It'll produce honor in the middle of your adversaries. And that's found in Exodus chapter 11 in verse 3. Exodus chapter 11, the third verse says this, And the Lord gave the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. Moreover, the man Moses was very great in the land of Egypt and in the sight of Pharaoh's servants and in the sight of the people. We found in Genesis that I will make your name famous and distinguished. This is not saying that our goal in life is to make our name famous and going about trying to do that. No, favor will do that for you. Amen. And then I love this one, and this should be something you you take hold of and grab hold of. Because we live in one of the most expensive areas in the world. Real estate is through the ceiling. It is through the roof. And in the natural realm, if we were to look at it from a natural perspective, we would lose hope. But I'm telling you, my brothers and sisters, here's what favor will do for you. Favor produces increased assets, especially in the area of real estate. God gave us favor by giving us five acres right in the heart of the Bay Area. I mean, this is God's favor on us. I know of churches that are much larger than our church that don't have the kind of facility that we do. I'm believing that they will. But the bottom line is this, God favored us. I said God favored us. And He is favoring us. The scripture I want to share with you is Deuteronomy 33 and verse 23. It says, And of Naphtali, he said, O Naphtali, satisfied with favor, and full with the blessing of the Lord, possess thou the west and the south. Amen. And then favor produces recognition when you seem the least likely to receive it. Stand up, everybody. Say with me, the favor of God upon my life produces great victories in the midst of great impossibilities. God's favor produces petitions granted even by ungodly civil authorities. Favor in my life causes policies, rules and regulations, and laws to be changed 
and reversed to my advantage. And your favor produces recognition even when I seem like the least likely to receive it. Didn't it happen in David's life? Saul went down to Jesse's house to anoint the future king of Israel. And he said, he's not the one, he's not the one, he's not the one. But then Saul asked, Samuel asked, he said, don't you have another one? And Jesse said, yeah, let David, I pray thee, stand before you, for he has found favor in your sight. Hallelujah. David became the king of Israel. Let's rejoice about David. But let's not forget that we are king's kids. And we are kings and priests unto God. Raise your hands. Father, thank you so much for what we've heard today. Lord, you are with us. And in our heart of hearts, we say, Lord, we're with you. We set our love upon you. We position ourselves to walk in the favor of God all the days of our life. I pray, Lord, as we go this morning, that we would go with a sense of victory in our hearts. That we would go with a sense that God's favor is going before us. Lord, I thank you for moving on behalf of each, every one today in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.